Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC and Fox. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is uh, David, how are you today? I'm good, thanks. Good, uh, we're here today to discuss Season 10 Episode 3 called Ghosts. Uh, what do you think of this episode? I enjoyed this episode, mm. I thought it was it was good. There was a good mix of action, things moving the story along, um we got to see more of negan which is always a good thing as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. uh yeah it it was a it was a nice kind of mix of of um pushing the story forward and and getting like you know actually seeing things going on with the community and rather than sort of jumping backwards and forwards between people and so yeah i i thought it was it was a pretty nicely put together and some some interesting stuff with carol in there as well so yeah obviously we'll discuss like where that's all kind of going because uh, she's run out of those pills now hasn't she and that, that's, like, kind of, that's kind of one thing I was thinking of is like okay it's the apocalypse and you can't just go and get resources like that obviously you know if you if you run out of something like that or if you run out of just household, household sort of stuff you can just go and buy more things but obviously that's not really an option for her uh, I mean there might be a sort of chemist nearby a few maybe a few miles out where she can I don't know, go on her own and go and get some stuff. But that's kind of one of the things I was thinking about through the episode is, uh, okay, eventually she's going to run out of these and we're in an apocalypse and how is she going to deal with that? And we haven't quite seen that yet, obviously, because she kind of runs out of them towards the end of the episode. Um, how, do, how do you feel like that's going to maybe play out throughout the coming episodes? Or do you think it's more of a short-term thing? Well, I mean, it dep- we don't exactly know what the pills are. They seem to be yeah. something, some sort of caffeine pills yeah she, she, said, she said oh it's like coffee at some point yeah so mm. i my guess is they're those uh caffeine tablets you can get that are supposed to help keep you awake mm-hmm. um i'm assuming that's all it is and it isn't something more sinister than that it's not like speed or something right. uh you know so uh but yeah I, I i mean i'm guessing she got them when she was away when the, they were away on the boat because we we hadn't yeah, seen she's come back a... from that, hasn't she? So yeah, yeah. So we hadn't seen the, her use them prior to that. Um, I mean, as anybody that you know met anybody that drinks coffee knows that caffeine is technically a drug and can be addictive. So, but right. I mean, it's it's not like it's it's coming down off, you know, heroin or something like that. Yeah, you know. So I. I'm not sure. It may just be a case of she sleeps a lot and that's it resolved. Um, but I, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I, 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 that was the one bit of the episode. I wasn't entirely sure where they were going with that because it's not like they've given a, like a major drug habit of some description. It was ju- obviously just to kind of keep her awake. And was it just an excuse to, for them to be able to throw in some slightly trippy, um, dream sequence things right, like right. Henry and whatnot. Yeah, so I kind of wondered. Event I hadn't thought of this actually before the episode, and it only occurred to me during the episode when we get that obviously fake book of her with what the pancakes yeah. or whatever. And I kind of thought, yeah, she's lost a lot of you know her own kids and kids that she's adopted, and it has affected her obviously to a degree. But we've kind of seen a lot more from that in this episode because like surely if you eventually have that many kids just in your life or whatever whether it be you know nieces or whatever the case may be and they all just keep getting killed through well through an apocalyptic situation obviously uh not really like a normal situation but that's got to affect you more eventually and it's interesting that 
that finally kind of happened. Because, I mean, it's been the case yeah. since, what, did she lose Sophia in season two? So, yeah, throughout sort of seasons two to ten, uh, she's been losing uh, children in her life that obviously have, have meant a lot to her. And I kind of wondered when that would take a bit more of an effect. Obviously, yeah. obviously each death has affected her and obviously has upset her. That's... Uh, an obvious thing, but yeah, interesting. Obviously, you know, because Carol and Daryl pretty much are the top two characters at the moment. Uh, I would kind of put Michonne as third because she is obviously leaving and stuff. If she wasn't, I'd probably say she's a bit more closer to the top. But obviously, they're the they're the front three uh, characters at the moment. I I kind of wondered when the you know it was interesting for them to basically do something like that with a major character because I'm not yeah. sure if you do this with someone like. Just Luke, for ex- for example, or like a really minor yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that it quite has that same effect. And obviously you have to do different things with that character. But yeah, I mean, we've seen every couple of seasons, like the whole uh, Claire thing she was doing with Morgan in what, season six, I want to say? Towards the start of season six, obviously, that, yeah, obviously she's, jumped, she's jumped in and out of those like mental, uh, j- just in terms of mental health, those sort of situations. Obviously that's a lot involved with that sort of thing. Uh, and yeah, they, they've kind of, gone back to that pool in a way but um just obviously done something different which makes it more interesting i think to do something a little bit different with the character um Mm -hmm. but still use her kind of past traumas as i guess like a plot device in a way to do that so yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, other stuff in the episode yeah great to see negan again obviously unleashed the negan and negan is technically free uh, I do have I do have some questions about the stuff with the the Aaron scenes, but I want to talk about those more specifically when we get to them. But just just a couple of just questions about things that didn't quite land, but for the most part that sort of worked. Uh, I thought that was great, and yeah, I thought that the for the most part the alpha scenes worked. There's a few weird things in there, obviously I want to talk about as well, but I thought the you know the whole uh, alpha versus Carol stuff worked really well. So yeah, uh, a lot better than. Uh, previous weeks and stuff um i think that yeah now that they've kind of like i said last week now that they've kind of kicked on a bit more and they've got more now five episodes left uh it's going to be interesting to see where exactly they land for the mid-season because they do like to kind of obviously you know season premiere mid-season and then return of mid-season and season finale they like to obviously checkpoint the story in some way so it's going to be interesting to see where they land uh within the next five episodes so yeah good episode this week i enjoyed it a lot more and uh, yeah, it's it's time to kick on with the the whisper stuff. Did you see the promo for next week? Uh, no, I saw the clip that they rang on Talking Dead, but I haven't okay. seen an actual promo. Okay, it's to do with the whole silence in the whispers thing, which is quite an interesting comic uh, portion to the whisper. So it's going to be interesting to see, obviously, a bit of that next week. So yeah, yeah, good episode. Uh, let's take a break, and then we'll come back in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, All you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. 
and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, one of the Arrowverse shows is back. Uh, the Flash is back for its sixth season. Uh, Supergirl is also back this week, but uh, we don't cover that show. Uh, we do cover Arrow as well, and that will be back uh, next week, I believe, on the 30th, on the Wednesday. Um, yes. For its return of its, obviously, final season. But yes, Flash Season 6, Episode 1, that is back. So me and Robert did a podcast for that, so you can check that out. It's obviously le- leading up to Crisis. We'll see how that plays out in the UK. But uh, yeah, <laughs> for, now, yes. for now, we have the start of these seasons. Let's see how things continues to go. Uh, I released two segments this week for the uh, Entertainment Talk TV, Episode 27. Uh, one of the reasons is because the Carnival Row podcast basically is a lot, lot shorter than the other segments, so I thought instead of putting that out on its own, on its own individual week, I'll put that out with uh, the Island uh, 101 and 102 uh, spoiler-free discussions. All those discussion pieces are all spoiler-free, and they're all for the first two episodes, so uh, you can check those out as well. But yeah, Carnival Row, which is obviously the Amazon show, which has been renewed for season two, I think? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it has. Uh, they are working on that now. Uh, and the other segment from, for this week from that episode is for the Island uh, 101 and 102 spoiler free. So you can check out both of those segments. And of course, those will continue to come out on Mondays. Uh, Lost in Space was last week. So go and check out all those episodes. And of course, if you want to listen to all the segments in one podcast, uh, check out Entertainment Talk TV episode 27. Uh, Manchester United returned after the international break and actually managed to draw to the champions of Europe who are currently Liverpool uh, in a much better, much more entertaining and much more football-like match. Uh, So we'll see how that momentum continues. Uh, We do play Partizan uh, tomorrow in the Europa League on Thursday and we should win that. You never know if we're going to, but uh, we'll see how things play out. And then we got Norwich away on Sunday, and we'll see how all that goes going forward. But yes, May United won, Liverpool won, and I've got, of course, podcasts for all of the games since uh, the Chelsea opener at the start of the season. Uh, let's play Sundays for Call of Duty Modern Warfare Beta. The game comes out on Friday, as well as uh, Medieval and Outer Worlds, because why not release three games in one day? Uh, yeah, so you can check out the Let's Play Sunday episodes for Modern Warfare, and those will continue on Sundays, so look out for those. What else have we got? Uh, Good Place is still continuing for Season 4. There'll be another episode uh, on Friday, which will be for Episode 5. But Episode 4 was this week, which was another good one. Uh, American Horror Story Season 9, Episode 5. There is actually 9 episodes in this season and not 10. Apparently Ryan Murphy tweeted out on Twitter the other day that it was 9 episodes. So we've got yes. 4 left. Uh, one of them will be this week, so 4 weeks left of that show. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, Season 9, Episode 5, I covered that as well. Very good episode, but go and check that out. Uh, did a bit of a different thing this year with... Our ranking of the Marvel and DC films, not the comic book films, because there's Hellboy and other stuff like that, Uh, just the Marvel and DC films. Um, I read out my list on the podcast, and then Natasha and David both sent me their lists, and I read those out on the podcast. So if you want to see what we thought of this year's uh, Marvel and DC films, uh, go and check that out as well. Uh, And uh, yeah, gaming talk last week, um, me and Robert talked about... Uh, FIFA 20's career mode patch, it's playable, it's actually fun and working and realistic, roughly, and that sort of thing, so you can check that out. We also talked about uh, PlayStation 5, they might have some sort of save states, Uh, that's how it's kind of being phrased, and we talked about EA, 
not in a good way obviously uh but you can check that out as well and we also did do a part two review for joker which was where robert joined me for this for the discussion that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms let's move into the episode uh season 10 episode three ghosts uh over a period of 48 hours, several hordes of walkers appear against the Alexandria community from several different uh, approaches, uh, exhausting the communities as they deal with them, because obviously they're staying up for several hours and fighting and whatnot. Uh, Lydia tells the others that this is not Alpha's normal strategy. She would drown the uh, communities with a ma- with a massive horde instead of these smaller attacks. You know, you've, still got, like, you've got smaller hordes that are attacking, but she yeah. said that Alpha would basically send well, all of them combined, like a really big one. So uh, that's her usual strategy. Um, during a lull uh, in these attacks, Gamma visits the Alexandrians and tells them to meet Alpha at the uh, the, the um, uh, Marco thing, the border thing for the posts uh, to discuss some stuff. Uh, Michonne, Daryl and Carol go to meet Alpha while other groups work on stopping the hordes that are still approaching. Um, yeah, interesting start to the episode. The whole just little montage thing and like yeah. this hour, this hour, and this hour, and this hour. Um, yeah, what do you think of the start with this whole zombie horde thing? Well, that, that's the sort of interesting thing there because both Gamma and Lydia both say that this is not what Alpha... You know, I mean, Gamma flat out says it's not Alpha and the Whisperers and Lydia says it's not really what Alpha would normally do. So it does beg the question, where are these hordes coming from? Why are they attacking Alexandria? Is this a comic book thing? Do you... No, I don't remember this. I mean, there's, okay. obviously, there's obviously hordes in the uh, yeah, but... things that attack the group, but not quite like this. That was like, okay, hour 10, hour 20, whatever. Uh, yeah, so so we, uh, I mean, we still don't exactly know. That was never really resolved, was it, anywhere yeah. in the episode about where those hordes were actually coming from? Because if they're not Alpha, why are they trying to head towards Alexandria? Um, where are they coming from? Is, are they being directed? Is it a random thing? You know, um, I mean, there was some comment about whether the, the uh, crash had attracted them in some way but the trash was crash wasn't at alexandria they moved the things out of it so uh, yeah it's an odd one that um Mm. and and they didn't uh, that's obviously something that's going to come back up i would assume because the i mean things seem to have calmed down by the end of it but that just could be that the whoever is sending them i either they've there's not that many zombies around um, that are being attracted for whatever reason or whoever's sending them is stopped for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's it's an interesting one, that. It it does kind of make you wonder, like, okay, Alexandria is obviously the bigger of the communities, like, size-wise, people-wise, all that sort of stuff. It's basically a mini kind of neighbourhood, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't always see all of it, but it is, it is very, very big. You've got to imagine, like, okay, walkers are attracted by, you know, smell, sound, all that sort of thing. Uh, and obviously seeing people um you have to imagine like okay people are making noise they're getting up and there's a lot of people that are living in alexandria you do have to kind of wonder like okay how much noise is alexandria making on a, like a day not even just a daily basis a night basis and you know, you've got obviously uh night watch people they're making noise and stuff and i mean even things simple as like people closing doors and getting in cars and uh just like talking to each other and all that sort of thing like uh, there's got to be some volume of 
noise from Alexandria. Because if you're in like a really, really small camp or some, something, uh, and it's just like, I don't know, four or five of you. Like, like, the, like the camp that we had in, in season one, there wasn't really a lot of noise and stuff being made. Is that, that kind of... Yeah, no, I know what I, I know what you're saying you in a, a camp neighborhood full of people. So yeah, how much noise would there actually be? I mean, my guess is they're trying not to be overly loud when sure. they're when they're out there, but and they have got walls around them, so that may be deflecting, you know, or, or making obscuring exactly where the noise is coming from, possibly mm-hmm. because it you know sound bounces around. So that may be the case as well. Um, but yeah, I I know what you're saying, but I mean this seemed deliberate in in the way that they were coming in. You know, there were small groups; they were coming in in groups, mm-hmm. and they were that they, they seemed to be timed at intervals. You know, it seemed like it was directed and not just them randomly attracting the local hordes from you know or you know groups from the communities mm-hmm. you know, or groups of from a surrounding area so yeah it, it's an odd one because they don't actually address it in the episode anywhere we don't actually find out you know it, it, they could be coming from alpha but it's just, uh, you know but you think if they were gamma would probably have owned up to that yeah um so i yeah i'm not sure it's it's weird and i'm sort of interested to see whether that is is somebody else getting involved mm-hmm. um that in, we haven't met yet in terms of um like upcoming characters and stuff i mean we're in the whisper section now it's too early for like because obviously there is obviously other arcs after the uh, the whisper stuff um and things like that but it's just too early to i think if if you were to randomly introduce like a new villain now um it would first of all be too early to fill out a place and all, all that sort of thing and unless it's like some sort of original because you know obviously you've had people like um uh was it the claimers and stuff like that they they were an original group yeah uh, from the tv series well oceanside's um, an original group as well yeah. aren't they actually and uh I, maybe it's like a new villain coming somewhere but i i just it seems very early for doing that. Yeah, yeah I know we, what you're we're saying. In, we're in the right in the middle of the Whisperers arc, so because uh, we haven't officially even started the the Whisperer War yet. Yeah, because uh, they're still obviously dealing with the border and all that sort of stuff and uh, that sort of thing. So, so I, I I don't know. Obviously, I obviously I'm aware of villains who come into the into the story afterwards, but it's just too early to to have that happen. So. Um, one interesting thing is, uh, I can't remember if I talked about this in the preview, I don't think I did, there was a, an actress cast for a character called Princess, and I remember right. I remember on Facebook saying like, well this seems like really really early, because uh, they said okay she's been cast for season 10 and not 11 or whatever, um, I don't think it's going to be from that character though, that just doesn't make sense, but yeah. I, no, it's, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I know what you mean. So we'll see, we'll see if it amounts to anything or if it was just some sort of random set piece, so yes uh aaron is instructed to take negan uh one of the few people uh less capable of fighting to stop a horde coming from the south uh aaron still bitter at the loss of his uh boyfriend when did eric die was that in like season seven or something no, it was very late um mm. i i thought it was when did when did the negan thing come to an end uh well it was, it was basically all of season seven and eight wasn't it Right. Okay. I I think it was season eight. I think it was towards the end of season eight because yeah. he he was one of the last people to die. I think. 
mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah, but yeah, he's still uh, bitter about the loss of his boyfriend Eric during the battle with the saviors. Negan uh, detests Negan and uh, forces him to only fight with a wooden uh, stake rather than the crowbar that they have. After Negan and Aaron taunt each other about uh, failing their loved ones, obviously uh, Lucille and Eric. Um, yeah, obviously after all that happens, Aaron is attacked by a walker covered in it says hogweed here, and it falls yes. on Aaron. The hogweed causing him to get a rash and uh, on his face and temporarily go blind. Um, I, I'm kind of confused about this walker because we didn't hear <laughs> we didn't hear any shuffling or. Or anything, or is it? Do you think that might be because we heard the two characters talking, and that was drowning out? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think so. And you know, Negan goes behind you, and then you, know, I just it says something like, "Oh, one thing behind you," and then Aaron turns around, and these yeah. orcas are on him. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, they are they can be a bit stealthy. Some mm-hmm. of those walkers that sometimes, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Particularly if they're covered in something like hogweed, which probably like, you know, if it's all over their feet, then that's mm-hmm. naturally kind of going to make it um, sound less. So, you know, um, yeah, no, I, I thought that was fine. I didn't have a problem mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, particular... I mean, it was more of a question of like, okay, we didn't hear anything. Yeah. But I, I mean, sometimes on this show, you characters have turned around and there's been a horde of walkers coming. So yeah, they can um, be quite quiet. Yeah, what do you think of uh, Aaron and Negan's interactions? Uh, I I was really happy to see this because it's mm. nice having Negan out there, and you're seeing this sort of interesting, different side to Negan, and particularly the interaction where you know Aaron brings up Lucille, and mm. you can you can see there's something in. I mean, it's beautifully played by De- Jeffrey because yeah. you can see there's something in his eyes of I want to beat this guy's head in, but I'm not going to because that would be bad, uh, and you know, more so probably bad for Negan if it turns out that Aaron's had his head bashed in and and Negan was out with him. You know, so Negan has to go back without Aaron. That I I, I think there is a certain amount of that to it. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, Negan would probably get. Uh, yeah, he's not going to get killed by you know once he went back. So uh, there is a certain amount of that, and Negan, I think, also understands that Aaron is very, very upset about what Negan did, and but Negan also sees that what he did at that point in time was for a purpose, mm-hmm. and it was protecting his group. So you know, you can see both sides of it. But I thought Jeffrey particularly played that brilliantly well because you could have pushed that further and have Negan slightly lose it and it wasn't really necessary it was really done with a smile and just him you could see him fighting it back mm-hmm. it was really well played uh and and again you know uh, Ross was fabulous as, as Aaron and uh, I, I'm loving Aaron's mace uh brought the mace hand thing mm-hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic what a great invention that is so um yeah i mean that, that whole sequence i i thought played out quite nicely you know him finding the uh, crowbar and aaron insisting he puts it down and you know understandably but you sort of you you can sort of see what's going on, but you are sort of on slightly on Negan's side as well. Of it's like, well, you know, you've got to give the guy a chance. If he wanted to kind of attack Aaron, he probably would have done it by now. So 
let him have the crowbar. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the stick isn't really doing the job, but the crowbar, you know, they found a crowbar. Why not let him use it? It's not like he's going to kind of beat Aaron's brain in at this point, I don't think, because it would do him no good anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I think it was a great interaction between between the two of them. And uh, I mean, before, before this scene had even started, I haven't hadn't thought about like, Okay, Aaron feels like he's let down Eric, obviously, and Eric is dead, and same thing for uh, Negan with Lucille, and I hadn't quite even thought about, like, okay, sure, I mean, at this point, most of these characters have lost someone, so yeah, a whole bunch of characters could have that kind of conversation, but um, hadn't quite thought about it in terms of, like, okay, the people they both, like, specifically loved, uh, like, it was exactly the same relationship sort of thing. Um, so that was interesting to see, and yeah, it's, it's just great to see Negan out again. And I know a lot of, uh, or some fans of the, of the show still hate him and stuff. Obviously, understandable. He did kill Glenn and whatnot, and Abraham, of course. Um, but you, I, I do think some fans need to kind of realize that okay, the the quality of the character that you've got, and in terms of like you know, obviously Jeffrey Dean Morgan himself and what he's capable of, and um, yeah, you you are about to see kind of a different uh side to negan and I, I remember when i was reading this arc in the book and negan really does get pushed right into the background because if, if you think if you think if you think about uh season seven like the, mainly the first half of season seven he's all he's like front and center yeah isn't he, negan and then like obviously the group slowly gets their, their back on him and stuff and rick wins the war and then negan basically prison and then gets pushed into the background i wondered how that would work in the show and if i've not seen a lot of people actually notice that because i remember when uh we were in the thick of season seven and was like i hate negan he's getting too much and all sort of stuff and understandable because he was kind of supposed to be like that you were supposed to be sick of him and not like him and that sort of thing and uh some people were saying like you know i don't want him on the screen and he's ruining the show and now that he's actually been pushed more into the background i've not actually seen a lot of people turn around and say okay have you has anyone kind of noticed Negan sort of be pushed more off the screen. Um, so, what's your kind of thoughts on, I guess, his his change in, I mean, screen time? Well, basically? I mean, I I think it was inevitable that after the uh, saviors were defeated, mm-hmm. you were going to see less of Negan um, because there's only so much you can do with him locked up in a prison cell. Yeah, and uh, you know, so I, I, I think it w- it was sort of obvious that he was going to get pushed into the background a bit, but I, I think they've handled this fairly well, you know, yes, he's been put on a bit of a timeout for a while because he had to be, you know, there has to be a change along the way. I mean, bearing right. in mind that he's been, what, it was five years or something. They had him locked up for six um, or something, something so, like that, yeah, yeah. five or six years. They had him locked up for, so he has, you know, he is effectively a changed man at this point. Uh, I mean, there's still bits of old Negan in there. You do see it. Like I say, you know, you can see him holding back when he's in that conf- confrontation with Aaron. Um, so, you are seeing a changed Negan at this point. And, but I think if they hadn't taken him out for a little bit, if you just jumped from uh, the, the sort of murderous Negan that we'd seen before, and then he suddenly popped up and he's planting tomatoes. I, that I, I think that would have jarred a bit more. So the fact that we saw him a little bit in prison and, and, and that sort of stuff, you know, they yes, they had to push him into the background a little bit mm-hmm. for those episodes. Plus, they had other bits of story going on because you had 
you know the Rick thing that you had to deal with and all that sort of stuff. Right. So setting up the whispers and, and whatnot. Yeah. So. so it wasn't particularly necessary on the front line at that point, and they are now getting to a point where he is. So I I think now is a good time to reintroduce him and pull him out a bit more, and you get to see more of him. And uh, you know, I'm always happy to watch more of Jeffrey because he's an amazing actor. So. Yep. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the show handled it pretty well, and I, I I don't know the comic book at that point, but you know, it, I I think certainly the show particularly handled it handled that quite well, and as well as you ca- kind of can do with keeping, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a rare situation where you have the main villain that was of one season um, or you know two seasons survive and end up becoming like a main character. <laughs> Yeah, yeah you don't really all, see that very often on a TV show. Yeah, because all the other villains in this show have have been killed. You know, governor and uh, the people at the hospital and the claimers and you know everybody else basically. Um, so it's uh, I mean, because when obviously Robert wrote all this first with the, with the book, he gave himself a challenge as well in terms of like, okay, how do I deal with this villain for the first time of having not killed them, and then yeah. obviously Angela and all the other people that are working on the show have got to do that obviously their their own way and stuff as well i mean they, they they've got the book as a guide of course but they still have to to you know adapt it to the screen and stuff because as, as far as i kind of am aware robert's not robert uh kirkman obviously the the creator and the writer of the book not really involved with the show anymore i mean he's, he's suing the people that are writing the thing <laughs> well, um, yeah yeah because he's working on like other stuff at the moment so uh yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how they deal with negan but i think they're doing a, a really good job at the moment so yeah uh where are we uh with no sign of negan around so this is obviously after uh Aaron has fallen down obviously he's gone temporarily blind and we see bits and pieces of of uh his vision or his lack of vision mm-hmm. uh with no sign of uh negan around Aaron finds a uh home and takes shelter there but the walkers soon arrive uh negan who has been silently following Aaron. <laughs> Uh, arrives to finish off the walkers and save Aaron to prove his loyalty to Alexandria. One question: Why didn't Aaron just try and sit down at, at some point? He's just he's just walking all over the place, making loads of noise. And I, I mean, I get it. He's blind. He's, he's yeah, he's not, blind. Not easy, I, I mean, but I, I think he's sort of blind and thinking I'm out. I'm a target if I'm out in the open. Mm-hmm. Um, so he managed to, to find, I mean, it may be that he knew that shelter was there and he manages to get to it. And, you know, so I, I sort of get that. I understand that he might be trying to think, well, I'm better off if I'm surrounded by walls to, you know, I'm going to be safer if that is the case. Yeah. So I sort of get that. And and that, again, this was a great bit of writing of Negan because, he could have kind of kind of been there and helped Aaron and you know blatantly he was following him right from the beginning and rather than sort of helping Aaron along he silently follows him and jumps in at the last minute to sort of apparently save Aaron's life whereas in actual fact he'd been following him I think pretty much right from the beginning and only jumped in when it, it suited him and it's not like he was ever going to let Aaron die but he wanted to get to a point where it looks like he comes in as the hero which was sneaky and devious but also in kind of a good way so it's it's a lovely bit of writing of Negan again I think they're handling that really really well yeah yeah I agree um and yeah that's just this is the one question I have where like okay sure he wants to find 
uh, a place and sit down and stuff. But once he's in there, he still kind of does like fumble around and like he bangs into the door. Oh yeah, and yeah, door yeah. And yeah, so um, yeah, that that was yes. No, I see. I see what you mean. <laughs> once he's actually inside, why didn't he just sit down? Mm. Yes, I I'm kind of with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, on the other hand, he did still have walkers following him, so he did kind of have to keep moving, but. And uh, all good situation anyway, and obviously Negan's just watching the whole thing happen. I did find it a li- just a little bit funny where like he's he's fumbling around and all that and trying to just find his his footing, and Negan's just sitting in his chair, <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's such a like Negan kind of thing to do. I thought that was uh, pretty odd. Just, just the way that like the camera cuts over to him and he's just watching yeah, him yeah. and he's just sitting there in a the chair. I thought that was that was pretty good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it saves him in the end, and like like we kind of have both agreed, I guess, with each other. Like he can't kill. Aaron and I, I probably doesn't actually want to do that but obviously there's certain points in of course their earlier conversation where then they're, they're taunting each other and they'd like to just of course smack their weapons into the other person's head so mm. um, yeah the the nice thing about the the way that we have Negan now is you never quite know which way he's gonna go yeah you you, you know there is always the possibility that he's gonna flip at some point and I don't think he will but there is the, the just the way it's being played there is that possibility that he could lash out and he's sort of managing to keep a lid on it mm-hmm. but but there's there's that underlying thing of he is still naked underneath there so uh, yeah I, I i just think it's it's a really he's such an interesting character and i think jeffrey plays it so well and and i'm glad that they're managing to use him a bit more at this point mm-hmm. i mean it's a bit like um, there's kind of a contrast there between him and Rick because there was, I think it was one of the season seven episodes where they're coming, they're, they're going into Alexandria to uh, like pick up their stuff, and he's taunting Rick about like, oh, you know, you, I've got all the power and stuff like that. And there's the one point where he asks Rick to hold Lucille, and Neg- uh, not Negan, Rick could easily have like bashed him in mm. the head, but then obviously Rick and everybody would have got killed. And then you kind of have the flip side now where. Yeah, if Negan kills Aaron or kills someone in Alexandria, he'll be killed. So the yeah. the, the the script has been kind of flipped on that sense. Mm. So yeah, interesting to see. Um, at the border, Alpha tells the group that she knows they have crossed into uh, Whisper territory three times since uh, the line was set. Uh, rather than bloodshed, Alpha asserts they will simply extend their territory to include most of the uh, hunting grounds in Alexandria, where where some of the uh, people hunt. Uh, when Alpha boasts to Carol about Henry's death, not a good idea, uh, Carol attempts to shoot her, but Daryl uh, knocks the gun away out of her hand, uh, and Michonne uh, bargains about uh, Carol's actions, like apologises for her, and obviously hopes that uh, Alpha won't do something. Um, I talk about, I talk about uh, Carol's grieving mother, uh, and claiming that Alpha uh, could understand. Uh, Alpha, no, Alpha allows them to leave without punishment and tells Michonne's uh, group to run because they start picking up their sticks and moving. So yeah. you've got to stay in your own border. Um, I mean, Alpha could have got killed in this scene. If if Daryl had been a second or so later, Carol would have shot her in the head. So I thought that was yeah, but then, interesting. Then, I mean, the rest of the group were also at gunpoint. At that point as yeah. well, because I mean, all the, she had a large group of whisperers behind them, all of which were armed. Mm-hmm. So I think had Carol actually managed to shoot Alpha, I, the the entire gang would have been dead. Right. So and then we wouldn't really have a show. So yes, we would because we still we, got we would. They just but... be, and their their wage bill would be a lot lower. But <laughs> right, Norman Reedus, yeah, off the payroll. 
Um, but um, yes, I mean, you you wouldn't. Uh, yes, you'd lose all the kind of main characters. So it was fairly clear that that wasn't going to happen. Plus, you're not going to have Carol just shoot Alpha and not be it. Right. So I, I just thought it was interesting how close she was able to get to being able to do that because she shoots a bullet like into the ground near Alpha's foot, and I was like, oh, she got like that kind of close. So I thought that yeah. was really interesting. And Alpha's just not even. She didn't even blink or anything. Uh, yeah. just kind of shows you uh, like how we learnt from last week obviously with the whole no emotions sort of um, thing or the, yeah. the cult sort of how would you describe uh, the Whisperer's attitude I suppose yeah can, I mean it's emotionless that... that's the, the the point is they're supposed to be emotionless I yeah. mean clearly they're not and I mean, they are a cult. They are supposed to be emotionless. That's sort of one of the part of it. Alpha herself, actually, as we saw last week, isn't immune to emotion. Right. Um, the only person really that is completely all in on this is Beta, as far as we've seen. Um, right. Alpha, because Gamma's not really fully in it. No, so. no. I mean, Gamma's Gamma's kind of the 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 naming of her as Gamma. I think has pushed her you know more towards being embedded in that group but they're not you know that there's still the motion running around in there and you know we've saw it with alpha last week uh beta is the only one that he's he's clearly seems very detached and you know properly emotionless Mm -hmm. so yeah we that's sort of interesting and i do wonder whether there's going to be any repercussions from internally between alpha and beta is the fact that alpha lets carol get away with this and lets the group get away with it you know i mean mm-hmm. they they have taken more territory yes but they've not you know last time they invaded the territory they stuck a bunch of people's heads on spikes so yeah that's that's quite a step down really from in terms of punishment i would have said yeah um yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out and stuff uh what, what do you think of um of uh samantha's line delivery in in these scenes um just in terms I, of her creepy like alpha dialogue and stuff oh well i mean i think samantha does a really good job at alpha um i there wasn't anything particularly that that stood out that i can think of okay that that you know, I mean, I think generally she's doing a pretty good job of, of playing Alpha in this. She's pretty kind of scary when she wants to be, but uh, and uh, you know, for somebody who is a fairly small person, is is pretty intimidating. Mm-hmm. So I think she does a very good job of portraying that, and you know, we we see both sides of her last week, so. It's it's sort of interesting to you know she's become a bit more of a three dimensional character rather than just a straight up comic book villain you mm-hmm. know yeah um, cool uh, just read the board apart uh, as as they flee of course as the group flees Carol sees whispers chasing them uh, along with the walkers uh, they attack those they can uh, take and take shelter in an abandoned school uh, it has shown Carol has been taking a uh, prescription medication that's a difficult word to say that keeps uh, her awake to avoid uh dreaming about henry's death because of course she's seeing him as a ghost hence the title of the episode um which causes her to see hallucinations so not a great substitute but there you go 
including um, of the Whisperers uh, chasing them as well. Because she says that she can see these three. Obviously, we see them on screen as the audience, but mm. uh, uh, Michonne and uh, Michonne and Daryl is. Um, they say that okay, we didn't see anything. Are you sure that you did? And Daryl starts to get some concerns about things. Obviously, I was a little bit um, surprised with Daryl's. I, I don't know. It felt like he was. Like, he wasn't doing that much to stop Carol in this episode. And I was just a bit surprised that he didn't try. Obviously, he stops her shooting Alpha, which is obviously a big important thing. But, like, he watches her take several of those tablets in this episode. And I was just a bit surprised by that. Um, yeah, of of not... Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Uh, like of, he doesn't really of, challenge, challenge her at all. He kind of watches her take them. And yeah, he does He does challenge her a bit. And, I mean, maybe he's he's thinking the same thing that you said at the start in that well she's going to run out of them so right yeah. at the end of the day she can only take them for so long because she's going to run out of them and maybe that's the thing going through his head um and i mean he does challenge her a bit about it it's just not that forceful and you know yeah i i don't know i mean it, it's interesting that the description mentions prescription medication because they are in a prescription bottle Mm-hmm. but uh, we don't we, again we don't know exactly what they are we don't know whether they are just high strength caffeine tablets we don't know whether they're uh, the, something else entirely and something that's rather more addictive so it, yeah that's going to be interesting to see where, how that plays out further along the line um because the hallucinations don't aren't aren't being caused as far as we can tell aren't being caused directly by the tablets themselves they're being caused by her lack of sleep caused by her yes, taking the tablets to stop her sleeping I think it's yeah called. yes yeah so um kind of a fun question i want to ask what do you think melissa was actually uh taking like what what do you think uh, there'll be there'll be were? sugar there'll, there'll probably be sugar tablets i right. imagine yeah. That's usually the sort of case of, of they're just fake sugar pills mm-hmm. um, when they do those sort of things. Right. Uh, yeah, it's just interesting to think about, you know, what what because obviously she has to actually put something in her mouth and swallow it, but obviously it's not the actual medication. So, uh, yeah, what did you think of, um, unfortunately it turns out to be fake, but Daryl's story about uh, his, his, yeah. his dad's truck driver i thought that was actually quite effective and then i was a bit disappointed that when that wasn't uh, like he she had uh hallucinated that yeah um I, I don't know i i thought that was quite interesting that you know because if daryl is gonna daryl doesn't open up to anybody and mm. if he was going to open up to somebody it would be carol yeah so the fact that that story came out i thought oh well that's that's kind of interesting and that's that's a sort of lot of deep background we've never had on daryl before and then of course it turns out that it's not true so yeah i wasn't disappointed by it but i was kind of interested that that's the route they went down because quite often there's that there's a temptation when they do something which isn't real to to put some sort of tell in visually so the audience have some idea that what you're seeing isn't necessarily real and what's been interesting about this episode is is they've they've not done that at all. So the, it's it's impossible for the audience to tell what's real and what isn't. Because um, you know usually when this sort of thing happens in in a show, you might get a slight twist of the color palette. You might get um, you know some sort of visual representation which tells you something is slightly off. 
with this you don't right it's just a, just a normal scene so. yeah it's just done as a normal scene which i thought was kind of interesting mm-hmm. i guess kind of cool to see matt lintz back but he's not really back so yeah well yeah you know nice to see yeah always nice to see that on set for a little bit but uh no he, yes the gets to gets to wear some gnarly makeup which i'm sure he's quite happy about on the one scene and then you get to see him a bit later again so yeah uh where are we with this uh while searching again for whispers inside a uh school gym carol gets caught in a trap that leaves her hanging upside down while taunted by a whisperer before this whisper brings out a spool small horde of walkers uh, but carol manages to kill them all before the rest of the group arrives seconds later uh or just just after um it's a bit it's a bit like when you get a um someone's being attacked by someone in the show and the police get there after they've left <laughs> yeah <laughs> that sort of thing like what happens in i don't know 24 sometimes um like jack asks for backup and then they get there after the person's run away yes um uh I, I was kind of thinking throughout this episode once she started, you know, having hallucinations and seeing things that weren't there. I thought she was actually accidentally going to like shoot a character or something like that. I like, did wonder that. Yeah, yeah, see someone as a whisperer or, or broker or whatever, or, you know, either one and like stab them or shoot them or something. Obviously not like Michonne or Daryl or something that would be ridiculous, but um, some kind of like just a red shirt Alexandrian or something, and then you could have had. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, more concern race or something. But that's kind of, even when this one whisper went over to her, I was kind of thinking, okay, is this real? Is this like someone trying to? Maybe she has got caught, but it's actually someone trying to get her down, and Carol's trying to stab this particular. Yeah, person. yeah, yeah. Um, but they they didn't do it, go with that. So, um, yeah. What do you think of her ability to, I guess, fight walkers upside down? Yeah. Well, I mean, we already already knew Carol was a badass, so you yeah. know that's <laughs> perfectly fine. I, again, it was interesting this because of the, as you say, it was very difficult to tell how much of this is real. I had exactly the same thought as you: is, is are they going to go down the route of her accidentally shooting somebody that is either trying to help her or you know somebody that she's seen apparently as a whisperer, that, and, and that may still come possibly. Um, if she has another supply of those tablets somewhere. Yeah, because we haven't really finished this yet, have we? She's finished yeah. her, her tablets, but well, that doesn't, I mean, that doesn't mean she's going to stop. So Yeah, we, and we don't know if she has another supply. We don't know, as you said at the start, we don't know where she got these, and we don't know whether there's another supply of them somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So well, she's got a bunch of them in her her drawer or something like that. Yeah, and so. she yeah she may that may have just been all she had with her, but there are you know maybe more somewhere else. So um, yeah. It, it could be that that is ultimately where we end up. Uh, I, I'm not sure how you bring Carol back from that, if that is is where they end up going with it. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yes, I mean, that, that whole scene of her hanging upside down, I thought was, was great. You know, it was a nice little set piece they put in there. Yeah, that was all done. I thought that was pretty good. Um, and, yeah, obviously it's not going to take up probably too much screen time but it'll be an interesting thing for them to stick with for a couple of episodes obviously we don't want to see too much bad stuff happen to carol because it already has but it's just it's just an interesting different thing for them to do with obviously her mental state of mind because we've had things like that before uh with the whole morgan clear stuff so uh where are we now uh daryl and uh, michonne help carol get back to alexandra to patch up her injuries caused by the trap where she considers uh taking the medication further obviously she takes the, the last couple of them uh, and then she is out on on the tablets um 
so that's the, the that piece. Uh, back where they attack the, the walkers, a whisperer suddenly wakes up having been um, reanimated after getting killed. So this is a person in a whisperer mask that actually gets killed and wakes up as a walker. So it's a walker in a whisperer yes. mask, which is looked interesting. Obviously, because you can see from the like the blue eyes or whatever it was. Right. Um, yeah. Was this supposed to be someone that we knew or just a random? No, I think it was whisperer. just a random whisperer because yeah. I mean, there's only really three feature mm. whisperers at this point, which is Alpha, Beta, and Gamma. Um, yeah. I, and yeah, we haven't really had any other name whisperers, so I don't think it was supposed to be a, anybody we particularly knew. Um, I, I'm not sure where they're going with that, whether that was just to show that Carol hadn't hallucinated that whole thing and there was genuinely a whisperer there. But, I, yeah, so I, I don't know whether there's going to be further repercussions from that. But at the end of the day, if they were out of the territory and the whisperer was encroaching on their territory, um, then surely they're fair game at that point by alpha's rules i you know because the the deal is you stay on your side we'll stay on ours Mm -hmm. isn't it so you know if a whisperer gets killed by chasing them then surely that's right because they've crossed over to to yeah yeah surely surely from alpha's point of view that that's okay um you know full sphere in you know cold war i guess (laughs) (laughs) yeah excuse me um yeah that would be interesting to see how that plays out and again like i said with the whole silence the whisperer stuff um we got some obviously some cool upcoming stuff so again i couldn't tell you where we're gonna land mid-season finale because that's obviously the next checkpoint sort of thing that's why i'm bringing that up because that's the next episode checkpoint and everything that we're gonna get between now and then is build up to that basically because that's how this show has more or less run uh i mean we have had characters obviously die in episodes four and six and five and things like that before i mean Lori, massive character, she died in I think episode four or three of season three or something. Yeah. So uh it's not like everything is restricted to those episodes, but for the most part the checkpoints of stories or the ends of stories or beginning of them have, have been for that. So Well yeah, I mean Rick died in what, episode five? I mean I right. know they, they really quotes, played up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean uh you know, I know they 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 played that up of of counting down the episodes, but yes, mm-hmm. I mean that wasn't a mid season thing or anything. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of that, have you noticed that they added that to the uh, intro? Oh no, I hadn't. There, no. A, as they're going Blank through Tyson. all the black and white intro stuff, there's like this Rick lookalike uh, thing on there, and he shoots this, like he just shoots a bridge or whatever, and it it collapses. So have a look oh, okay. out for that next time you watch. The, I do, uh, yeah, I hadn't intro. noticed that, but yes, cool. Um, yeah, where where do you think we might land mid season? Well, I mean. I, do you know obviously more about the comic books than me? I I do wonder whether we're going to run up to the start of sort of an all-out war thing again by mid-season. Whether this is going to be a kind of Cold War thing up until then, and then the the second half of the season is going to be a full-blown Whisperer War thing. I so, so you... I, but I don't know because I don't know exactly if there's enough plot in the that the, they can drag it out like that. <laughs> yeah, there's always a, a good question so um yeah so if they built up to the war mid-season then come back and do the war yes you're kind of saying so do you think they might do all of the war in the second half of season 10 
Uh, I, oh, was that a question we can't really answer? Well, I mean, I again, I don't yeah. know. I don't know the comic book well enough to know that. So, mm-hmm. but that that would sort of make sense because they are. We've seen signs of them potentially setting up little bits and pieces mm-hmm. of, of things to come, probably post Whisperers. So, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that's where they're going with it. But I I don't know the the Whisperers stuff in the comic books well enough to be able to say that for definite. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's the end of the episode. We'll see what happens next week. Uh, we have a couple of uh, feedback pieces or email pieces. Of course, if you want to send in anything, either to the Walking Dead UK podcast or just to Entertainment Talk, uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalk UK. There's the contact page and information in your show notes. So send in all your thoughts, feelings, predictions, and whatnot. Uh, Paul says really thought that she has. He, sorry, he has uh, some things to add to the Carol situation i uh, really thought carol was going to accidentally shoot or stab someone not a major character but a red shirt yes uh, now that she's out of the pills will she be okay so in terms of will she be okay i mean carol's never really going to be okay i don't think after everything no. she's been through but I, I i don't know i just think it, it depends on if this is the end of the pills or not that's really kind of yeah i mean that's, that's them, really boils down if she's got to more or access to more or if she's gonna just find her way off of them or something yeah and, and so. again i quite yeah we we don't know exactly what the pills were and we don't yeah. know whether there's going to be a big kind of come down from that mm-hmm. um so yeah it, it's tricky it's difficult to say exactly with that um i i, I mean i don't want them to drag that storyline out too much no um because i've done know, that before so yeah <laughs> uh, so, yeah it, it's interesting we'll mm-hmm. see because the whole Claire thing with Morgan did last quite a while from what I remember. I can't even remember how much time it lasted because it was, it was quite a while. Um, and Morgan still kind of has some of that in uh, Fear the Walking Dead, which, of course, he's on at the moment with Dwight. So Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I forgot to read out something from Natasha last week. She said, uh, and this has been theorized kind of all over the place as well, uh, a question about Sadiq and as to whether or not he betrayed the group in some kind of way with the whole alpha cutting off the heads thing do you think he's like mm. uh, some sort of alpha not i mean spies a bit of a no um, I don't, I, you mean maybe he let something slip somewhere along the way when like he, he was... betrayed the group in some way or, or something like that i it's possible mm. i mean that, that that's a possibility i which would i mean you know he clearly is suffering from ptsd right um Understand you that. know I mean, as, as pretty much they all are in one form or another. But, um, you know, he particularly the most recent event, it seems to have really affected him. Um, so it, it's hard to say whether that is something on top of that or whether it's just the, the sort of PTSD from finding himself in a really horrific situation um, or, or whether the visions and the problems of him you know he's the dreams and things that he's having sleeping and and you know that sort of stuff whether that is is just that or whether it's guilt as well on top of something that he said i don't think he's a spy in in any particular Mm. way but i Yeah. yeah um yeah i think it's simply just the case of he's having the ptsd thing and understandably because he watched several people I, I reckon alpha probably made him watch as well and probably yeah said like okay if you don't watch this i'm gonna well add your head to the pile 
um, and he was used for clearly the messenger and to go back and send a message and you know the whole don't cross our borders thing he was obviously brought um, brought back to Alexandria to be to be told that um, so I, th- I think it is kind of as simple as that obviously it's fun fun to theorize about certain things but I do think it's a bit more clear-cut um, mm. that like okay, he's obviously clearly having the PTSD we've seen him struggle with that in the first uh, few episodes of the season and uh, I, I think that's still going to last for obviously a bit of time it's a big affecting thing for him but I I couldn't see a scenario that's satisfying to where he's working with Alpha or some sort of weird thing like that so yeah um yeah i should i should have asked um did we know about that when yeah they thought they'd already played the episode because it was episode 16 that was going to go out when uh i went to walker stalker and i did meet abby nash very nice guy um i did actually forget to ask him that so because i was was more asking him about the speech that he gave obviously because that was a big piece of dialogue for him and about like okay are you going to lead the hilltop that sort of random stuff so yeah we'll see right but i yeah I, i don't think he's involved in the way that everyone kind of is uh, speculating but again we'll see what happens so uh, that's what we've got for you for this episode of uh, the Walking Dead UK podcast uh, of course we'll be back next week to talk about episode 4 I uh, don't know the name of it yet but we'll tell you next week of course uh, you can find all of the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org and as I said in the housekeeping section we've got a whole bunch of stuff going on at the moment uh, if you want to know if or when your favourite shows are coming back, who's going to be in them and uh, when things are going to be released, uh, David's got you covered on geektown.co.uk. So head over to that. That's for your TV and film news, uh, casting news, air updates, all that sort of thing, and obviously highlights for the weeks on TV. Uh, Geek Town Radio on iTunes and on Spotify, so go and have a listen to that. I'm on this week's episode, so have a listen to that as well. Uh, and of course, in the coming weeks as well, lots and lots of just so many shows coming out at the moment. Uh, so keep your yeah. eyes on the website; just a bunch of stuff because uh, you can never have too much TV. Well, I guess you can. But <laughs> um, yeah, bunch of stuff happening at the moment. So check out obviously Geek Town and Entertainment Talk. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk. We're on Patreon. Uh, check out the three dollar level tier on there. We also have an Amazon affiliate link. Uh, you can shop on Amazon. We'll get a small cut. It won't cost you extra iTunes feeds, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to those. And as I've been tweeting out and putting on Facebook over the last week or so, uh, the Watchmen podcast is now available on iTunes. So if you want to go over there and subscribe, you can do that, of course. If you're on the, the main entertainment talk feed, then you can just stay on that one because that's where all the episodes get put in, of course, uh, or just listen on the website. But the Watchmen podcast is now on iTunes and on Spotify, and it's also on the iTunes feeds page. So if you want to have a look at a list of all of our iTunes feeds, uh, go to the podcast drop down menu click on iTunes feeds and all of them are listed in there so uh, go and look for that sort of stuff um, yeah word of mouth you can also tell your friends family people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds uh, share them on Facebook retweet them on Twitter and put them in different Facebook groups if you're allowed to uh, video games if you want to watch me Robert or David play different video games me and David stream on Twitch Robert streams on Mixer uh, look out for Let's Play Sundays thanks for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye bye